Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. is a mess. Get your ass in here. We ain't even at our house. But yeah. We'll get there. Welcome to Fly on the Wildin' Podcast. This is the show about dating, about parenting, and recording it all for the world to see. This is fun. I got these like buttons Don't. over here. At, uh, Crickets. I think, oh, that was a gunshot. As you can see, we are not in Los Angeles County. We are currently where, Ben? The ATL, <laughs> South ATL to be more specific. So we're hanging out here. We ate some really good food. and uh, Did we? Yeah. You've uh, been talking about my mama's food. This morning you were like, can I get some Tums, please? What's been going on? What, you you, you and Marsha have been having some tension. So, yes, we're home no, for the holidays. No, 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 no. We're, there's no tension. Me and your mom get along very, very well. It's just your mom expects everyone to just lay down and roll over. Oh. And I do not... <laughs> Yeah, well, what do Unless you Unless I get a belly rub and you give me the belly rub. So, but not for your mama. So, you just said that we have been um, having some good food. Talk about the food. What's going on since we've been home for the holidays? I, I had some collard greens. Yeah. That was mostly ham bone. <laughs> it was good, right? It was. Amazing. My auntie made some very good greens for the Christmas holiday. And then my mama made some really good collard greens the next and, day as well. Not as good as Oh, and as the cornbread. She used like um, the buttermilk instead. That blew my mind. Yeah, Delicious. the buttermilk with the jiffy. Mm. Yeah, how's your how's your uh, stomach doing since you've been in the South? I mean, both of us are always a wreck when we come down here, <laughs> like in the bathroom. I think yesterday, there was one time I, I was keeping tally marks because I couldn't even use numbers anymore. I, I think I was up to like 10 times in the bathroom. I just kept my novel in there, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, like, you also leave a trail every time I go to the bathroom. So I'm like, he took his well, underwear off I, here. He stopped on this page. <laughs> well, I'm trying to run there quickly because it hits me. It hits you. Yeah. I think that... Okay. Don't, you can't do it with the sound, because then they go hear both of you. Okay, get, get your sound out, man. Uh, Wait, are you going to do that for because you pooped? Yeah. That's what you celebrate in 10 poops a day? They're just fun to press. They are fun to press. I, you know, I'm going to cue to you. Since we're here, I'm going to definitely cue to you throughout the episode when to press those. How about okay. that? Okay, sounds good. And then it'll be it'll be organic as well. How's my necklace, man? You go on necklace duty. Oh yeah, yeah. Your necklace is you look amazing. You look Thank very you. good. You have earrings on. They looked you look like this an is, elf this, almost. This oh, is <laughs> this giving elf, elf I was going for like a little New Year's Eve. You know, it's the new uh-huh. year, it's the new us. You prefer the old me. The, the no, I didn't say anything. You look great. You have the purple lipstick. You sort of miss the upper part of your purple lipstick though. Wow. Really? So, so yeah, it's like purple, purple, and then like a little like black on the top. Black, my lips are black right now. Your lips are always a little black. Got it. You have like black, black, red. They're like ruby. How's this like, working out for you as far as, you know, getting some later tonight? I mean, I don't say things for the, for the sake of getting some. We, we know, we know you want to hop into our first segment. Yeah. Let's or do you want to keep talking about my lipstick? No, I, I can go in on your, your crusty lips. lips. <laughs> yeah. Would you like me to do that? No, no, let's move to the segment. <laughs> we are here to discuss. Number segment number one. The first segment of our show is called Hashtag Influenced. It's time for the hashtag. Hashtag Influenced. Love those vocals, baby. So today, the thing that has been going super viral in the internet streets is Simone Biles' husband. Oh, whose yeah. Whose name is Simone Biles' husband. Uh, get it to it, man. Well, he's an NFL football player. And NFL football players are egotistical maniacs. Right. And so they don't see anything else outside of what they believe. So the whole situation of him being like, I didn't know who she was. Well, one, I think he's lying. But two, I think he has such a big ego that a lot of people will just, you know, like say a little lie. So I I guarantee you he saw her and was like, oh, she doesn't look familiar, you know, and then thought, and then probably immediately knew once he realized her name. But he lies about it. Because for him, it's showing that he liked her for just for her and not that the fact that she's a world renowned, you know, 
gymnast. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who don't know anything about what we're talking about, uh, Simone Biles' husband was recently on a podcast and Simone Biles also was weirdly in the room, but fine. Again, that shows you like what the situation is. You're here because of me, fool. But her, he was recently on a podcast and he was asked about, you know, hey, like Simone Biles is a catch. Like she's one of the most decorated Olympians of all time. Of course, the host didn't say that, but he was basically implying like, yo, she's a catch. Like, how did you catch her? How did y'all meet? And so uh, her husband answered by saying, like, I mean, it's really about how did, how did she catch me? You know, I didn't really even know about gymnastics. And he goes on to basically talk about how he didn't know who she was and how he's really the catch. And he's he's that guy, too. But she had a lot of followers for some reason. And so at that point, it, it just sounds ridiculous because by then it sounds like he's like, and then I guess she she hit my DMs first and begged me to go out. And so she drove to me like he, he's talking about his his wife, his it's pretty new wife. Like he's like, well, she eventually like wore on me to the point where I like caved was sort of the, the tone of the conversation. Of course I'm, you know, well, yeah, because he, he's an egotistical maniac. And he always right. says the men are always the catch, which is insane to me. Now let me get, let me ask you this. Do we think, and I'm not trying to give him the benefit of the doubt in any way, but do we think he was trying to be funny? Because I've heard when people are football trying players, to be funny. Our football players are not funny. I know, but do we think he was trying to be like, you know, I ain't even though. I mean, even if he was, then <clears throat> he would have to clarify. Because clarify. The, the reaction of the co- of the host was like, really? Come on. Right. And he's like, no, I'm serious. He doubled He doubled down. So I don't think he was playing. He, did, he wasn't playing good. And, if, and even if he did clarify, none of us saw that part. We, I, I still, to this day, I mean, this might be credited to just, like, poor planning and research, but I don't think a lot of people probably went back and listened to the episode. We, we saw that sound bite, and we and we had enough. Oh, and yeah, even was, the hosts were over. trying to help him out. They were like, come on, man. Come on, She's legit. Like, they like, were trying cap. a little bit. You're like, no <laughs> what, cap. What, what did they say, Ben? Cap or something, right? Got it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, the other thing is <laughs> men should just stop having podcast mics. That's the whole thing. It's like the how many times right people go on a podcast and say something absolutely foolish and stupid. That seems to happen over and over and over again. Yeah. And so I, for me, the guy, okay, the other thing is there I think are this so was m- helpful though. Like well, his, me, his, his mistake led to some discourse and I don't think he's going to make this mistake again. You don't think so? I don't think he, because he's a football player. You don't understand the mindset of football players is that a football player knows every single other football player in the NFL. People who love football know every single person in the NFL. They know every single person on their they, favorite they, they football team. They know their little team. fantasy teams. They and have all their that. fantasy teams. So for people who love sports, that is their entire world. That is their locus of like understanding. So for him, he does see himself on par with an Olympian athlete. That's These crazy men are so they're so ego. They're they're such egomaniacs. I'll I'll give you another example. There was all this discussion about how like Taylor Swift put. Um, you know, Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey on the map. There's like all mm. these images and people, a lot of the men, the men are saying like, you don't understand Travis Kelsey had won Super Bowls. They're sort of, they don't understand that Taylor Swift outside of the world, outside of the world of football is way bigger than any other singular football player. That part. But when you are a football player, you represent an entire city. Simone Biles represents the entire US, but right. whatever. But in their mind, when Simone Biles was performing at the Olympics, she performed for a short amount of time, right? If you consider it. That's what, this is in their minds. In their mind, right? But he, in their minds. And so, and who is also in the crowd? It's person from every other single country is there. When you're a football player and you're playing at a home game, mm-hmm. everyone is cheering for you. Everyone so in Detroit. Everyone sort of boosting up your confidence is way different than some people cheering for a gymnast. But- as far as the cultural mm-hmm. understanding of how Simone Biles was not only this fantastic, you know, multi-winning Olympian, but we also understand she was on a team that was being systematically um, sexually assaulted as right. well. And sort of her and all these women standing up <clears throat> against this man also became part of the her narrative as well, where he he's just, he's just a football guy who loves football, who only knows football. So I think like... 
What if anything? But he this did does. know about it. There, some, some, oh, yeah, you some, said there some tweets, tweets resurfaced because we said this. Remember with the fifty-nine million dollars? When you say something stupid, wedding. someone is going to come and do some offensive recon on you. And they found that he like a 2012 tweet from him where he was talking about Gabby Douglas, who's you know another notable black gymnast who's a, around her age. Simone Biles is a little bit younger, so it's kind of like so you did know you did. So what you was were, your so your goal was to minimize your wife's accomplishments for what? To, I think to make yourself look better. I, again, like these were what egotistical maniac men do. So here, so we're gonna role play. Got it. So you're, you're we're we're ten years in the future. I'm a decorated actress, director, comedian. I've got a Netflix special, and you're invited to a, a male podcast. Tell, I would tell I would turn down the, the offer. The, I would, I would pull a Dolly Parton husband. Do you know who Dolly Parton husband is? No. No, he barely goes out in the public with her. Well, that's, that's why I'm trying to teach you media skills right now, how to flip it. How to flip it. Oh, you know, well, she's, as you can see in her film, um, Period. she's a great person. I just wanted to be around her. I just kept on, you know, trying Reference, to be around get her. Get specific. What in, the, what in the film? You know, what in, in, on the internet? Just, you know, when she makes her stand-up special on HBO, it's the funniest thing out there. You know, right. Monique, garbage compared no, see. to <laughs> See, see, okay. If this ever happens in the future, I need I need you to exercise brevity because the people uh, gonna be with you and then they go completely turn on you. Oh, so you hate Monique? No, I'm just saying she has nothing <laughs> to say. Oh, Monique's not standing on business. The next segment of our show is called Imperfect Parent. Imperfect Parent. Hit it, man. Yes, I, I, we might have to get one of these. I, know, this, I love this them so much. Too, there's like other noises. Oh, no. Okay, Ben. Wait, hold up. <laughs> Crickets. You done. Speaking done. of, you know, this is a great segue because today we're talking a little bit about toys. Okay, oh, toys. can we talk about toys just a little bit? So I have a. Oh, gotcha. sorry. Yeah, your your necklace is messed up. Ben, again. you're supposed to be on necklace duty. You have a direct view of me. Thank you. Um, okay, so we just had Christmas, right? Or we just had holidays. We just had Thanksgiving. We just had Kwanzaa, a season of gift giving, and we want to do anything for Kwanzaa. I'm no. just talking. I'm talking about oh, just in general. This, you yeah. know, you know how a podcast is like a conversation between everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure if you know that or not, but a podcast. The way is you said it made me. Did you also say Hanukkah too? Yes. Oh, I, I missed that. I wasn't listening. Let's well. start over. So we just had Christmas. We we the people out there. Yeah. We just had Christmas. We just had we just had Christmas Hanukkah. Okay, we had all the things, and it was a season of gift giving. You still with me? Okay, yeah. yeah keep keep talking. Yep. I got my Keith Lee hands right here because I'm in Atlanta. So we have been talking. We're going to talk about two things right now. We're going to talk about toys because our parents, our mothers especially seem to no matter how we ask no matter how we pride they seem to continue to give us toys on toys on toys for the babies for my niece and nephew for wild and these toys are piling up and it's just becoming a lot of crap right now right your poor dad is his uh tv football watching area is just stacked with toys everywhere so many toys and we're not just dragging my mom but this happens with all families so i find a really fun like am i the asshole rated thread that i would like to read okay okay here we go Am I the asshole for telling people not to get my kids toys for Christmas? My husband and I have two kids, a four-month-old and uh, uh, four years old and five months old. Four years, five months. Um, This is mostly about the older one. Um, Our families always buy toys that break. They never get played with. They just take up space. This year, we gave them a few suggestions on things we wanted, but mostly said, just please give them money. That way, he can learn how to save. We can take him to the store. He can buy things on his own. Um, my, my husband's stepdad lives far away and has been sending money for the birthday and Christmas for the past few years. Our son loves to go to the toy store and looks at the toys himself. He likes to pay for his own stuff, and we're really trying to build that safe space. Um, but my husband's brother's wife has taken offense to this, even though our kids are asking her directly for money now i get the people like watching little ones open gifts and play with their toys but we have so much crap that now we are throwing away toys or donating it all is it rude this is the underlying question is it rude to just ask people to give you money for the kids just ask for that and some people are in the comments saying like honestly like it is rude like why if people are trying to give you gifts it's, it's just tacky to ask for money instead it's, i think 
in the in the season of gift giving, it's always tacky to be like, can you just give me twenty dollars? Can you just give me fifty dollars? Like, I don't want a toy. Thoughts? No, it's totally appropriate, especially if you preface it preface it with saying, "Hey, we don't we don't do material things. We're trying to be less materialistic. If you feel the need to give us something, we will take money." But and that money can be used for this kind of things, right? We we buy it, we teach savings. Because you were telling me, Amber, that toys, I think 10 toys yes. is all someone needs. More yeah. than that, then the kid won't actually play with the toys. I recently read a Psychology Today article that said 10 toys is all a kid needs because I've been trying to, and, and, and let me explain for those out there being like 10, that's it. Your poor child. And it also talked about like the types of toys. Like if you're looking for just 10, you need one stuffed animal with a face on it, one counting or numbers, colors, whatever, but 10 toys, what I read and I'll link the article in the comments, 10 toys help a kid helps a kid to hyper focus on what's in Mm. front of them. And when they have too many options, it doesn't lead to self led play because they don't want to knock over all the toys or things like that. So when you have too many toys, you're then forced to like play with them one-on-one, which is not the purpose of toys. I love that. I'm, we're going to go home and get rid of a bunch of toys. I don't want anybody buying us anything. And if they're offended by that, sure. Buy my toy, but I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm donating it donating it to the goodwill and you think it's tacky to ask for money like could you say like we don't want any more toys can you just buy two tea clothes you could i I don't think it's tacky to ask for anything you can ask for whatever i can ask hey amber can you uh rub my feet right now can you go get me a coffee (laughs) we know you you don't think it's tacky i don't think it's tacky to ask for anything like you know ask your mother-in-law can you please Talk to me face to face instead of writing a note to me and putting it <laughs> around the house. There is nothing wrong with asking. She probably tried to talk to you face to face, but you wasn't listening. I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with ever asking. And I think just being real with someone being like, we don't do toys. And then and they're insisting on it. You know what I mean? Right. Sort of like uh, when the Jehovah Witnesses, they don't say the Pledge of Allegiance. And you're going to force them to say the Pledge of Allegiance. It's taking away their autonomy. Got you. Like, you know, what sorry, we don't want, do the Pledge of Allegiance. Is there a world where our mothers can get the fix of, if you want the just funness of her opening a gift Christmas Day, feel free to buy something for her to No, open. our mothers need Wrap to go to therapy. No, they need to go to therapy and unpack why they are so fucking materialistic. Like you, that, you, that, you gonna tell them me that that two step person. First of all, this woman getting offended. You're like you're not really family, all right? You're like the brother's wife. Okay, you're like the in law. <laughs> like you, stop being offended. You're being offended because you wanted something to be mad about. You stupid fuck. Got it. You know there there is something kind of tacky about. I think there's a fun way to ask about money. Like remember on our wedding invitation when we were like we're registered at Target, Macy's, and Chase Bank. Like yeah. there's a cute way to do it, but I've definitely gotten one time uh, when I was in high school, my mom received like a graduation invitation from like some other, you know, childhood friend yeah. of mine or whatever. And it was like, please bring twenties or something like that. It was like a very techy way of asking for somebody like, I mean, whatever you just 20s, don't, just don't do 20s. it. Don't do it. Here's the thing. I think like, People, if someone asks you, what do you want for Christmas? And you say, money. All I want is money. That's fine. That's fine. And then the person's like, no, I really want to buy a toy. Just explain, like, we don't do toys because... Because we don't want to fly back with them. We don't want to fly back with them. I told, I love my mom to death. And I told this woman of God multiple (laughs) times, do not send us anything. And she sent us things to your mom's house for Christmas. She did. Why is she like that? Well, my mom grew up in poverty and so she she's not sort of made her peace with like materialism because she she yeah she felt like she could never have things growing up so she always wanted to make sure that we had nice things for christmas and she wants to continue doing that because she has not dealt with her trauma so the idea of like gift giving it's a trauma response gift giving ultimately (laughs) for a lot of people is just trauma response (laughs) it's like our uh, hoarders do it it's so fucked up but i think this person is totally well, fine. You have to think about like our parents. Okay, if we think this about this right, our parents, grandparents, and parents were potentially 
like right on the cusp of the Great Depression. No, my grandparent grew up in the Great Depression. Right. Yeah. So there is this generation of people the that boomers, remembers yeah. getting an apple for Christmas. Or even the boomers they, hearing those stories directly from their parents. Yes. Yeah. And it is like, and so there is, I think they're like that generation does one of two things. They, they hoard their homes full of stuff and they collect, collect, collect because they have felt the effects of a Great Depression. Or they they do the other thing where they like get rid of everything or something like that. Yeah, I I, f- I feel like it's like one of those two responses. Yeah, yeah. Or they, they don't value anything, so they break stuff. I don't know. There 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 was some study I read about it. I'll I'll try to find it inside it. But so because our parents were you know on the cusp of like their parents' parents were from the Great Depression, they they hoard everything. They literally like stuff a whole house full of trinkets and sconces and paintings. So it's hard for them to see like like they have so many uh, adult toys, not in a sexy way that like they just recreate yeah, that the for their un- kids. Unsexy adult toys. The unsexy adult toys. I think it could be also it could be that, but also the times that our parents were coming of age was also the time of intense use of styrofoam and plastic and complete disregard for how that was producing waste and, gotcha. and not even considering when we collect things and we're creating more waste. And now I think we're just becoming more conscientious of that. Like I always think of that scene in the fable men's remember mm-hmm. that scene in the fable men's where they just lay down. It's a film Spielberg's most recent film um, where they just lay down this on the dining room table, this disposable fabric. And then everyone uses plasticware. And at the end they just put, all the dirty dishes and wrap it up in the fabric and throw out the fabric. And And they do that every every single night because the mom doesn't want to destroy her piano hands. We find out later. We love it. Artists though. Like if, if these, if my hands are the way that I make the majority of my money and like Mm. help me create the work, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing away stuff like that every night too. Yeah. I think that that's a mentality is like, we just collect, collect and throw out and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Where I think just being upfront, being like, yo, we're not doing toys. So when we get home, we're going to get wild down to 10 toys. You know, I do see her when I have a few toys and so inside her play area, she plays with them more. I give right. her like one or when two it's too toys. Cluttered, yeah. She can't move. She can't even move. She, but her mind doesn't even focus because she can't even see the toys because they're all cluttered together. It's like a clump. Yeah. Okay. Ten so, toys. Ten toys. You're gonna stick by ten. <sighs> yeah, toys. Yeah, I'm gonna stick by ten toys. It's gonna be hard, but yeah, I mean, it's it is what it's gotta be. Or what you can do. This is some advice: is that you get a plastic bin and just rotate the toys out for kids. So which one is it? Rotating or ten? Yeah, 10. We're doing, we're going with 10. All right, we're going with 10. Uh, you want to have into relationship advice? Yeah, now you know how to be a good parent. Now we're going to teach you how to have a relationship. <laughs> we'll see. I will keep y'all posted and see if being six of these 10 toys. But the next segment of our... If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed show is called the I do's and don'ts of relationships. I do, I do. I do, I do. I do, I do. I do, I do. Oh, yeah. Just the one, man. Just the one. Okay. 
Um, we got some fun voicemails. This is your friendly reminder to call 1-833-FOTW-311 if you have relationship questions for us. They can be romantic, work relationships, family relationships, whatever kind of ship you want a relation, we will answer those questions. And we got some fun questions here. So let's take it to the voicemail box. I have been with my boyfriend for two years. This is our second Christmas celebrating with our families and everything. And uh, my family spoiled my boyfriend uh, and treated him just as they would any other family member. But it does not seem like his family felt the same way when it came to me and their Christmas. His parents, admittedly fantastic. They're great. They, you know spoiled me as well, and I'm very thankful for them. It was more so his extended family where there was a clear difference in budgets, and I believe the things that I received were a $25 gift card and uh, a mug. And let's just say that was not what everyone else was receiving at Christmas. Again, we've been together for two years. We've known each other for over 10, like I was just expecting a little bit more at this point in our relationship. Um, My boyfriend did apologize. He understands that there was definitely a difference between the families. Um, And I I don't want to feel super petty or salty about it because Christmas is about spending time with family. It's not about the monetary value. But at this point in our relationship, it did feel a little disrespectful. So I wanted your advice on if this is something that I should be bothered by or should care about or should just get over um, and what your thoughts were on it. Thank you. Well. Yeah, what do you think? We got a cheap Christmas gift. I'm going to preface by saying I I am not someone who sees a lot of value in tangible gifts. I don't I don't really I, I like gifts, but I'm so bougie at this point in my life that like the things that I really like when it comes to gifts is I like experiences. So I like time at the spa. I like really nice restaurants. I'm not a I'm not a handbag perfume kind of girl. Like I really like trips. And I like good food. So it's hard for my family to gift shop for me. Even every year at Christmas, they are like begging us to come up with lists. And the things that you and I actually love to do are experiences, which are way too expensive. I will also say that I don't expect, I personally do not expect extended family to give me gifts. And, and maybe you feel differently because you got extended family gifts, but I, I typically don't get extended family gifts. Do you? No. <laughs> if, not, if you do, anymore. is this news to me? It was like when we were very, very young, we did it. And then there was a conscious, conscientious decision not to do it. Yeah, because I, I get immediate family gifts. And I'm honestly, we were just straight trash this year. Like whoever's house, Ben and I switch off houses every year. So whoever's house we went to, that's what family got the gifts. Like, I don't even think you got your mom and daddy a Christmas gift. I didn't. I will though. I will. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, or, or you dress about, you're like, well, we give them gifts all year. Yeah. We give long. them gifts all year long. So it's yeah, fine. We'll fly them to LA. We'll pay for all the meals. So sometimes I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't get you a candle, but again, dinner's on me the next time you're here. Uh, yeah. I think you're, I, I love all this, but you're not really addressing anything. She said, <laughs> She said that they no, got her like, a twenty five dollar gift card yeah, but, and a mug. So you're you're talking about your family's expectations, right? But I, right. well, she's asking us to contextualize. Like, am I tripping? So I'm just saying, like, I don't even do extended gifts with my family. So but, I wouldn't even mind if they got me something cheap because I don't even no. no do I, them. But that's the thing. I think you're missing the very important thing is that it is the expectation in that family to get extended family gifts. Okay. So so. I need you to understand that I think it's not about the gift giving. It's the fact that they don't recognize her relationship and her as part of the family. So it looks like. But they do. They got her a $25 gift card and a mug. Right. But what's happening here is that everyone else got significantly more. Okay. So I don't don't, don't have what those examples are. So in my brain, $25 and a mug from a great aunt is pretty great. But she's saying that it was significantly less. Significantly less. Yes. I, I don't. Maybe maybe it was like a hundred or one one fifty or something. 
And then they phoned it in with her. They phoned it in with her. So she's feeling kind of They got some money, honey. Because I got a $25 gift card for my aunt. I'm I like, know, come on. I know. that $25. But that's for us. Because we don't have any expectations of getting anything that's from fair. extended family. The expectation was that extended family all pitches in. And we all do a big, big round of gift giving. Okay? So the that's expectation is that everybody gives everybody gifts and they're higher end. Correct. And they phoned it in with her. Yes. But she also said, now I was listening to this. She also said they've only been together for two years. They've known each other 10 years, but they've only been together for two years. So it's like, why should I take this seriously until you get married? Or No shame, but that's how I was with my brother's girlfriend and my sister's boyfriend. Yeah. Like, y'all together for a year is like, oh, that's cute. Y'all together for two years is like, oh, they're still around. Maybe like year three or four is like, okay, which for both of them now, we've crossed that threshold. It's like, oh, they're here for a while. Like, yeah. it's, time, so, it's time to like- So our, my advice time. for her is if you want to get a better gift next year is get married or have a baby. <laughs> I mean, there are levels. There are levels to being the girlfriend or the boyfriend. Yeah. There are levels. Like year one or two should not be the same gifts I get on year five, six, seven, eight. Okay. All right. Do, do I mean, that am I what tripping? you will. Two years is still pretty early. Even if you've known each other for 10 years, like if you haven't been in the family, in the gift giving circle. She, so feels, and she feels like the family doesn't like her. That's what that's happening. Because we don't know there could be another like girlfriend or boyfriend in there who's only been there for two years and they could have gotten a better gift. Right. We and don't then, have that. We don't have that information. If that's the case, I would feel salty. The, the only thing that matters is that she was given the least amount of everyone because right. she's probably been there the least amount of time. If she's there the least amount of time, I'm sorry, honey, you just got to get over it. And no, actually, I don't think you should ever get over with anything. I hate that term, get over. You, you should you should address it. it. You should address it. Be like, why am I feeling this way? Is it because I have some insecurities about being part of this family or do I have some? Yeah. Which is real. Like, I, I feel yeah. that way all the time. Because I definitely get like, in, we are at a ways. point in our life now, obviously, where the gifts that we give are... Uh, way over budget compared to our other family members, which is fine. Like, like, <laughs> like for Christmas, my dad got me a PJ set from Walmart that I picked out. So that was like seven ninety nine, And then I bought them Hamilton tickets in the pit. It's, it's just different, you know? Yeah, and, so, well, and I don't well, care. People, like, well, people's monies are just different. Exactly. But, that's but fine. she's saying like, no, their money is good. They yeah, just yeah. slighted they me. They slighted me. She feels slighted. And I think that's something that, that her boy, especially the thing that really gives it away is that her boyfriend is sort of on her side on that. Yeah. You know? I and mean, it, if I was her also like, I would be petty next year and yeah, give I everybody would, a $25 or under budget. Like, I wonder, I wonder if she also like threw in, I wonder if there was like a pool of money. I mean, this is a very unique situation. I don't, I don't know it's a great anybody question, caller. extended family that does all gifts, but Me I'm either. assuming there's something along the line of like all the extended family sort of picks and chooses. Maybe it's a secret Santa type of thing and mm-hmm. maybe her secret Santa phoned it in and she didn't phone it in. Because so $25 would, in a mug is a hard re-gift because I'm pretty uh, sure that's what you got me for our first Christmas. Yeah, I, don't even I think, think it was, was $50. I, from, yeah, Ben got me a Starbucks gift card. It was a Red Lobster. I got you a $50 Red Lobster card that was actually gifted to me. So right. It was, was a hard re-gift. It was. And we went to Red Lobster together. I thought Red Lobster was banging. Why are men so bad at gift giving sometimes? Because we're poor. You're not poor. I was poor. You're not poor. I was poor when that happened. I was 100% but poor. But there's a world where you can still be creative and not spend a lot of money. That's true. Like if you actually take the time to think about like, what are the things that Amber loves? Like- mm-hmm. She loves feeling special in these ways. She likes doing characters. So maybe I'll buy her a new character costume or something. Like there's a way to like, there's a way to buy me something and not break the bank. But a Red Lobster gift card is a hard re-gift. A gift card to the person you're with is a hard re-gift. But like, if you're not fucking me and you give me a gift card, I'm cool. Yeah. All right. You want to move on to the next question? And, ooh, you named this clip Ultimatum Marriage. So let's see what it's about. Hi, Amber and Ben. My issue is I don't feel like my significant other is taking me serious. Like when I say taking me serious, I mean like my want to get married and things of that nature. Been with him all of my 30s, all of his 30s, 
And I think at this point he's just dragging his feet. We live together. We've been living together since, I want to say, for five years. So I I pressed the issue, and I don't think he's taking it serious. I don't want to give him an ultimatum that if he doesn't do it by a certain time that I'm going to leave, but I have made it up in my mind that if it does not happen within a certain time, I'm going to leave. I may not mention to him that I'm going to leave, but I am going to do it. Um, am I wrong for that? Should I give him more time? What should I do? <laughs> so you have given him an ultimatum. I know we don't like to use that word, but they're like, I, I don't want to give him ultimatum, but I have given him I made up a in date. my mind. You're playing mind <laughs> games with him a little bit. You got to make your needs known. I would. Okay. I, I'm actually, you know what? I went first last time. You go first. Yeah. I, for, I, I said all I needed to say. You got to say what you be like. Honestly, you have to say what you want. Say, I want to get married. This is important for me to get married. And and you want to give him a time. I want to get married next year. And he and I'm going to start planning for it. I need your help to plan it. And if he says no, then you guys want different things. It sounds like this man doesn't want to marry you. I think marriage is so difficult, right? Obviously, it's easy. It's like, we're in love. What's wrong? But marriage also comes with like, do I love this person? Yes. Do they have bad credit? And could that affect me? Like, so marriage is also in a lot of ways, like a contractual business plan. I know for us, of course, dear, I love you. But I remember at the time I was transitioning jobs and I was like, yo, I don't have health care. I'm the love of your life. Step your pussy up. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I'm not saying we got married out of convenience, but I needed some health care and you loved me. So now, like, is that why you got married to me? That's that's the dumbest reason I've I've heard. I'm ben, sorry. You don't remember when I left my teaching job and yeah. I started trying to be a full time working actor. And you were comedian. already on my health care. You didn't. We didn't need to be married for you to be on my health care. It was something like that where I was like, I need to make sure I have your name, so I'm taken care of if something happens to me. Wait, I don't remember. I thought care. you wanted to get married to me because you loved me, darling. I do love you, but this is I had literally to take new. Care of myself. No, this literally. D- this is not. You new. didn't have to do that. This is not news, Ben. Here's the thing. I think you should, back to the caller, I think you should ask this man head on, why don't you want to get married? Because he is dragging his feet. He's going to keep, like, you know, carrying on and waiting for you to forget about it until you circle back, and then he's going to deflect, deflect, deflect. So I think you need to sit him down and say, like, you clearly don't want to get married or it's not top of your priority. You know what he's going to say? He's, he's going to say, the why. I never said that. I do okay. want to marry you. I, and then, you know what I would, let, let's role play it. Cause you know, I love, I just play. said that. So, so what do you say to that? Okay. I'm, I'm gonna start over, baby. We've been together all of our thirties. We've lived together for five years. I want, if you have to, if you get into a car accident, God forbid, I need to be your next of kin to let them know, to pull the plug on you. So why don't you want to marry me? I never said I didn't want to marry you. When would you like to marry me? You know, when I'm ready, when will you be ready? You know, when, uh, you know, this is how the conversation is going to go. When so will you be ready? I don't, I don't know. But what she if has to do, know, hold up. Let me, let I me. don't see a future with you. Correct. And that's what she, she has to initiate. She has to give him a timestamp. Like, I want to get married next year. If that's not what next you want. Next year isn't clear. Next I, year isn't clear. I need to get married. Let's start planning. We're going to start planning for October of this year. Whatever. Just give, give him a fucking date. And if but he what if he's like, I, I think we might get to the root of the issue is like, I don't think. I can marry you without a ring. I don't think I can budget for this amount for a ring. Like, I'm sure there might be some other reason. Like, I everybody well, in my... Because sometimes I'll talk to some of my cousins who have... Like, my one cousin specifically who has been dating this guy for, like, a really long time. He, he has shared with us, like, there's not a single member of my family that is married. So marriage has never been... The end goal in my family never been stressed. There's been yeah. no financial benefit to it. Like if you like if 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 one person in a relationship applies for food stamps, they can say they're a single parent or they're a single whatever, and they could potentially lose those food stamps if they got married. So sometimes there are not financial benefits for for some people to get married. Mm-hmm. So or that's not how the the norm in that person's family. So maybe there's a world where this is that person as well. But that's when I when she needs to open her mouth and say like, yo. But that's I not want what she wants. She wants to get married. She she wants a marriage, right? I don't think. I don't. But she think wants she, it with him. No, it sounds like this person is just more interested in the. I, 
I, I don't know, but it sounds like you're just so annoyed with this I mean, guy. But I think she's a commitment. Like, she wants a commitment. Yeah, she wants a commitment. She wants the idea of marriage, the comfort of marriage, and the I and just having a celebration. Celebrations are awesome. You get to wear this beautiful dress. Well, that's a wedding. Does she? You, you think she wants a wedding, not a marriage? I think she wants a wedding and a marriage. Got it. I think she wants both, and I think that's important to her for. What, whatever reason she doesn't she hasn't said but I think that is important for her that's your value then you have to find someone who matches that value and why did sounds, you get married Ben because I value you and it and the big part of it is that you it was important to you <laughs> and I loved you and I wanted to be with you and I knew that oh you know marriage is important for cultural reasons and also to you know, have a party and just cr- like have a celebration of our relationship. But you could have gone without being married. I could have gone without being married. I could take it or leave it. I'm like Ben Affleck in, um, you know, that film where he's like, I don't really want to get married, but he turns oh. out to be the better guy. Uh, he's just not that into He's you. just not. A, remember, Ben Affleck I remember was that. the narrative. He's like, I'm going to get married because you you want it. And, well, and it's value for he- and I value for you. Avoided getting married because he was afraid of marriage. Like, there's a lot of fear around marriage because, like, there are people that are like, I like the situation I have now, and I feel like if we get married, that'll potentially change our dynamic. And maybe this is how this guy feels as well. But in conclusion, you're happy you married me, right? A hundred percent. In conclusion, this person, they need to have an official sit down, and she needs to make her needs known. Yep. Put a date on it. I wouldn't even say next year. I would say, like, I want, I would like for us to be married by April of next year. Yeah. April 15th to be exact. Yeah. I mean, mean, there's no shame in that. Like it is, it is 2024. All right, Ben, would you like to wrap up the show with me? The next segment of our show is. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's called Shelfie. Love that <laughs> the sound of the ATL. Uh, today, <laughs> today <laughs> the book that Ben and I are both reading uh, currently is called The Sex You Want, which has been very fun to read as we've been leaving this book all around my parents' house. Um, this book is actually not out yet. We got an advanced reader copy because Rena Martine will be joining us on the show in February when the book drops. Um, but the book is mostly about um, just I'll just read here at the bottom. A shameless journey to deep intimacy, honest pleasure, and a life that you love. So um, Rena was a former DA, a deputy DA, who basically was in sex crimes um, from just like, think, just think literally Law & Order SVU. Um, this woman did that for like 14-odd years. And um, after years of just seeing like horrific abuse and crime scenes, um, a majority crimes against women. She has now completely transformed her journey and is now a women's intimacy coach. Did I say that in too many words? Yes. Way too many words. And it made it sound like she's like, Oh, I've transformed my, I don't know. I mean, she went from seeing bloody girls in the street to now saying like, I'm going to help these, I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to help these women like work through their trauma. So we don't get to this point potentially. So we don't, I mean, it's not victim blaming of the book isn't, but it's about just like empowering women mostly to, um, be not feel shame when it comes to like being sexual, which I vibe with. She'll she'll probably explain it. We're going to have her on our show, but let's, I want to talk about something on this book Mm -hmm. where, because it sort of works like a textbook 
or like a workbook in some ways where she gives you activities that you can do. So I highly right. recommend that you read this book and do the activities and you can do them either with a partner or by yourself. But one of the activities. I should do mine by myself, Mr. Uh, you you taking too many words to explain it. Why, why don't you explain one of the activities that we're doing together? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so one of the acti- activities that we're doing is that you make a bucket list of all the sex things you want to do. Yeah. In the same way that people make bucket lists of, you know, for me, it's like take a cooking class um, in Japan, you know, that's a huge thing on my bucket list or go run a marathon in North Korea. <clears throat> they have a big, uh, because I think, Going to the most North Korea, yeah, I think that would be fascinating to do, or run a marathon in every single state in the U.S. So these are things, or you know, write eighty books, whatever. But she recommends that you do the same kind of thing with sexuality. Ben, give me um, so Ben and I made a mini list. Give me two things on your uh, sex. You know, it's the new year, so give us give me two things that you would like to accomplish on your sex list. Two things. I would love to hire a film crew and. Per, like we do a professional porno, just me and you. That'd so be like, dope. And then we like write out all the scenes and stuff. Like scene I would, one, I don't want to plan the shot two. list. It would, be, it would just be for us, so we could do the shot list as well. <laughs> See, this is gonna become you. We're somebody gonna turn this into the most unsexy sex scene ever. There's a there's it's a like, sex. Okay, camera one. Are we are we rolling? Yeah. The other sex. I there's a sex position. That I'm not flexible enough to do. We tried Ooh. to do it in Thailand, and I ended up hurting myself a little bit. You remember? Bit. I mean, we, we we went to Thailand in 2018. So I do. You remember us trying to do so a sex tra- mission? It was in 2018. so traumatizing. What was it? It was basically, um, I think it's like the Wonder Woman position, or uh, what's the what is what Wonder Woman? She's what do we call her? Like the the Warrior Women? Oh, it's the Amazon sex position. Okay. So basically, it. The sex position looks like the woman is like penetrating the man. Got it. And like, but the man's the man's like dick needs. So gonna be so graphic. So the man's like legs are like all the way behind him, but his dick is like pointing outward. And the woman like is like riding is like it's like missionary where the man is on the bottom. But your legs, but you're kind of in that oyster yeah. position, and then I'm on top of you. Okay? Yeah. And so you want to be... <laughs> you have to be so flexible to do this. It's ben really wants hard to be to legs do. up, ass <laughs> up, dick erect, honey. And then I climb on. Well, because the thing is, like, you need to keep your torso on yeah. the bed and then your legs, like, behind you. So you got to do some stuff like uh, like plow pose in yoga or like, or even where you can like lift your hips up and do like a what is it like shoulder stand? Yes. Like you know, you like lift your legs up I there and to, keep yeah, them up, and then fold the feet behind you. So I need to do some exercises. You tried to do that in Thailand. We did, and I like fell off the bed. I ended up straining. <laughs> I ended up pulling a little bit of a, a muscle. What are we gonna do if the film crew captures all that? Yeah, this, so that that would that be something we could, a, we could kill two birds <laughs> and one stone on that. There's gonna be a good outtakes reel to our sex movie. Yeah, I think just like like. It all would also be fun to have sex as people are like filming you or watching you, so that yeah, you, yeah, you're less out of your head. Literally, a sex party was on my okay, list. So, what is your okay? Yeah, I, de- I definitely. So, sex you know, party. we live in LA, so there are sex parties all the time where people go as couples. We're never invited though. We have been invited, but we. <laughs> you never sent the invite to me, really? We got invited. But I mean, it's a lot of registration to do sometimes. It'll yeah. be like you got to sign up for the site, and then, like, when the parties get going, you, you got to submit paperwork and stuff like that. So we have not gotten our shit together okay. to go. But I would like to, in 2024, go to a sex party with you. Okay. Because we like doing kinky shit. Um, what else was on my list? So that's two. That's one for you. Um, oh, I think, I think, and maybe this probably won't happen. In 2024, but who knows? Like, we like to have fun. I would like to go to like a sex intimacy coach. I'm not sure if um, Rena does those, but just like like a teacher for like an intro level BDSM mm. class. Maybe that's like a class with other couples, or maybe it's like a one on one thing. But that would be like really good, you know, February energy if we like took like an intro level Shibari class or something like that. That's definitely mm. on my sex list. Yeah. Just get some sort of professional training around sex because the most sex training I ever got from my parents was like, you have sex to have babies, right? Yeah. And and that's it. And and sex is sacred. Uh, it was created by God, which by the way, 
<laughs> I always had this image of like God just standing there watching people having sex. <laughs> like growing up, you had that yeah, like, like an old white man <laughs> with a beard. Like, and like with a cane in the corner. Like, mm-hmm. Being like, yes, now lift, lift you're his doing legs it up. right. Mm-hmm. You're doing it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realized that's called voyeurism. Right, right. So, so you were still into this. So maybe maybe both of our, as we combine our list, we should hire like a godlike figure to stand in the room. Yeah, and like, but they have to wear like a beard, a beard. And, a ro- and a robe with like um, something like very godlike. Just this is this is unhinged now. And a staff. <laughs> and a staff. And then they join. No. Oh, you just want them to watch? I, because I don't want to have sex with God. That would be That's sacrilege. Crazy. I got you. Well, it wouldn't. Okay. I got you. So our conclusion of this conversation is I think everybody should make some sort of sex list going into the new year. Like the way that we do like dry January and weight loss goals and whatever, you should make a sex list too because like this book is really helping me to learn like, well, wait a minute. Like I go to a professional trainer to get more fit. I go to a barber to get my hair cut. Like why wouldn't I go to a sex coach if I want to get like super good in bed? Like I feel very good about where our sex life is now, but like we're going to be together the rest of our lives. So I am so super excited to take some sexual risks with you and have these conversations. And even I even said that this book was out on the coffee table at my parents' house to which I, I've, I've all week I've been like, Oh, but you can still read the spine. And my sister saw it. And then my brother's girlfriend saw it. And my brother, my, my sister's other friend who we've basically adopted now. So there's like four women in my house who have seen this. And we, all, I was explaining to them what the book was about. And they were all like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Like they, yeah. they all felt more comfortable sharing and less shame around sexual stuff because like just the power of this cover started that conversation um because even my brother was in there joking about some stuff and he was like i really like like no shade to his girlfriend he was like i hope y'all giving her some tips like this is exciting like i want to do some new stuff too you know so like he wasn't trying to be shady he was just like i wish we had more conversations like this so he was even appreciated and then he left the room so we could finish our dialogue (laughs) so yeah Make those sex lists. Um, Happy New Year. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of Fly on the Wild and Podcast. We will see y'all once again in Atlanta for next week's show. Here's your outro music. Bye, y'all. You know they're from TikTok Cause those laughs keep you coming Cause they're wildin' all the time Before wild throws a tantrum Listen to our silly anthem Cause they're wildin' all the time Don't swap why amber squats And does a dance to please her plants And Ben reads books while serving looks Wild is wildin' all the time Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.